for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. ...in Christ, and um, today we're going to do things a little bit differently, um, because we want to be led by the Spirit in all things. I think as Henry VIII said to his wives, um, this won't take long. I shan't keep you long. So uh, um, we, uh, we, uh, as an eldership, we are wanting more than ever to um, have encounters with God and also for the church, for us as we lead you to that place where you encounter God. Uh, because that's the most... That's the best thing we can do as a leadership, is to provide a context for, for you to engage with God. And we love the preaching of the word, because this is God-ordained. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, ensure that uh, the reading of Scripture, ensure that people are well taught. And we do that here. You know, I, think, um, I think we do that well, in all honesty. Um, but we've, um, we've taught so much, and rightly so, on this whole vital issue of who we are in Christ. And um, just by way of illustration, it's it's important to me. I've lost, I don't know where my little brown Bible is. I've lost it somewhere. It's under, I don't know where it is, but I've had to get my old Bible out. This is what I use at home. And you can it's been around for a while. I call a blue bess, like, you know, brown bess out of the, you know, the muskets. This is, it's falling to bits. And, uh, the bit that's fallen out most, I can lift out Ephesians. It just, it just falls out. I'll put it back in Hebrews, there you are. Um, <laughs> because I've read that so much because I've needed to read it so much. Of who I am in Christ. What, what God has done for me. And he's taken me from out of that kingdom of darkness and placed me into the kingdom of light. I'm a child of God, child of God, and I have to keep feeding myself, with, so I'm just taking that for one, and uh, just take Ephesians with me, but I love all the Bible, as all Christians do, and I, so today, um, well, in, in, the, in the coming weeks and months, perhaps after Easter, we will um, be having a shortened preach for a season, perhaps 10 minutes, and to engage in each one of us, as, and as a congregation especially, encountering God. We actually want to do a series called Encountering God. So we'll speak for ten minutes and we'll encounter God. Does that sound good? Amen. It sounds uncomfortable because I know what that means because there'll be silences sometimes. And we oh, where's the next song and a thing? Um, but the Holy Spirit, if he's in the church, will lead us. Yes. And we're looking for the Holy Spirit to lead us today. So after a few minutes, we'll get back to worship and see what happens. Because we've got to get comfortable, church, in being in his presence. There was silence in heaven for ten minutes, or half an hour, however long it was, because that's worship. But if we believe the Holy Spirit is in the church, we've got to get used to that. No matter how uncomfortable it may be, we've got to break through. You see... We, we preach well, as I said earlier, but we can preach our socks off 
we can have it all exegetically correct, theologically correct. But unless the Holy Spirit illuminates it to your heart, it will remain just words. The Holy Spirit is the one that blows the divine truth of God's word into a heart by which we say, I can see it. I can see it. So, if you have a Bible, I must admit, I still like Bibles. I like app phones, but um, you can't smell a... You can't smell an app, can you? You know, if you... you, I'm not going to lose this thing in a hurry. (laughs) So, Romans chapter 8. I remember a a man called Wally North, and uh, some of you may have heard of Wally North, but he said... I even love the cover that wraps itself around God's word. And that stuck with me. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now that includes daughters as well, so let's just settle that one now. Okay. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, here we go, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Can you see the work of the Spirit there? And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we, almost, we, in order that we may also be glorified with him. And that's what, what Paul is saying here in the previous chapters of Romans, is there's a, there's a transaction taking place. There's a transition taking place. We're we're no longer um, sinful, kicked around human beings. We're now born again by the Spirit of God and we have a status as sons of God. And we're no longer led by the world, the flesh and the devil. Because if you're led by these things you'll end up in trouble. You will end in trouble. That's what the gospel is about. You're saying, formerly you were led by the the principalities of this world, the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life, but now you've come to realise that you can be led by someone who created you, the one who created you. You can be led by the Holy Spirit. Rather than that, When God comes in you, you can be led every day in, day out by the Holy Spirit who will only want to do you good. And the Holy Spirit can lead in different ways. Um, Later on, we're going to say goodbye to Gillian. You're going to work with Medair in in Switzerland and we're dead jealous I've been on instant Google and seen where you're going to live. It's beautiful. But God has blown Gillian 
because she's been led by the Spirit. It's exciting being led by the Spirit, isn't it, Gillian? It's a bit scary, but we'll bless you. When I um, and Sue were, thought God very clear as to, clearly lead us to leave Norwich, um, uh, God has spoken very prophetically through some preaching, and uh, I was convinced we were to go to Harrogate, right? I don't know why, but every, just, God, where are you going to lead us? And everything seemed to point to Harrogate. I turned on the news, and all of a sudden, it was Harrogate Town 4, <laughs> Chelmsford 1, whatever. It was like every... I met somebody from Harrogate, and they started talking about Harrogate. And I thought, this has got to be Harrogate. And I drove up to Harrogate, and I walked around, and I thought... Oh, this is posh. <laughs> and I came back and I, I said, well, what? I said, I, no, it's not what I thought. Not what I thought. You've got to be led by the Spirit. I'll tell you, it's one of you two have heard before, but I'll tell you again. But then, um, an apostolic ministry called Ray Lowe, some of, me, some of you have met Ray. He said, God spoke to me about you two when I was on a platform at Stonely the last night, the last night of the last week of Stoney, he said, I felt God should, you should go to Ashford in Kent. Being led by the Spirit. We're led. Anything can happen when you are led by the Spirit. Exciting. It's a new way of living. You see, Eve, um, in the garden of, uh, uh, in that first garden, she became vulnerable. When Eve, the woman, saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. See, sometimes when you're led by your desires and your emotions, selfishness and pride and human wisdom, this is what was happening with her. She wasn't being led by the Spirit. And the enemy, and we have an enemy, was tempting. Oh, just eat it. This, this looks good. Ooh, it looks good. But we are, we are, those of us who have been born again, we don't have to live that way any longer. We can, be, we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And that's why your life will be qualitatively different. Because you're led. If you're a son of God, a daughter of God, you can be led by the Holy Spirit. Every day. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but you can be led by the Spirit. So, a new way of le- living, led by the Spirit. Secondly, a new identity, no longer in fear. See, fear is a, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling of a condition being afraid. We'd all be dishonest if we say we've never felt fear one time or another. It can actually prohibit us from hearing God. Irrational fear of terrorists, spiders walking under a ladder, superstition, tarot cards, they are so evil. But some people have been bound by fear because they were read, 
they read a tarot card or their palm was read. Even as when you become a Christian, it can still be, oh, well, tarot cards are sad, die early. So you're gripped by fear. And you can't live that freedom that God wants you to live in. Fear of men. Fear of women. Fear of relationships. I I can never engage in a relationship because I've been so hurt. That's a fear. Fear of failure. I don't go for that job because I might fail. Gillian, you'll be a raging success. But that's natural to fear. Fear of trusting ever again. Now the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to be hindered by fear. Because it will stop you being all that God wants you to be every day of your life. You see, the enemy works on fear. What if he leaves me? What if my children don't follow God? It's a fear. So we have to learn to discern where the voice is coming from if we're going to live in freedom. You understand that? The Holy Holy Spirit wants you not to be led through life with such debilitation, but really knowing that you're loved. Really knowing you're loved. And chosen. When Jesus chose me as an 11-year-old, I didn't know a fragment of what I, what, just how blessed I was. That he would choose me and he would keep me and he would lead me through thick and thin. And I can say now, as, how old is Graham? Well, Graham for 60 years and nine months old. Jesus has never failed me once. He can't fail me. And he can't fail you. He can't fail you. Because if you're his sheep, it says, his sheep, my sheep know my voice. And you have a good shepherd. Whether it's in the classroom, Rach. John, whether it's in the, with your difficult job that you have. Jesus is with you. You're led by the Spirit. No matter what man may say, there is a higher authority. He's my son. She's my daughter. And this is, a, this is a precious thing for you and I, that we can have such a relationship with God. Matt was brilliant, wasn't he, last week when he preached on we're adopted. Only the Holy Spirit can do that to show us, God loves me. I'm chosen. I'm so glad I'm chosen. I'm not living that godless life over there and hoping for the best, hoping it will work out. I'll trust in my own abilities, my own strength. One day your strength runs out, but God's strength never does run out. And, and it says in Romans 5, and hope does not... 
put us to shame because God's love has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. As sons and daughters of God, through repentance and faith in Christ's death on the cross for our sins, we not only have peace with God, friends, but in addition, he pulls out his love into his heart, into our hearts, what Simon said. Have some more. We love you. I'm going to look after you. I care for you. I'll protect you. And we're now blameless in his sight. But how can you say that? Because the highest court in the universe has declared you not guilty because Jesus said it's finished. No matter what the enemy would accuse you of, you just say, I'll go to the cross and have another look. Have you failed? Of course you've failed. God knows you've failed and he loves you. And you know what? You'll fail next week. But we're secure and blameless because we're accepted. God's accepted you. He's accepted you. He knows about your future. He's got your future in his hands. You don't need to struggle and strive. Because he loves you. There's a perfect love guiding your life. And you can rest in that. You don't have to fret, don't have to worry. Yeah, the suffering, it says. <laughs> suffering. We'll, we'll suffer. <laughs> Come on, get used to that. Through suffering, we'll enter into glory. And there's more glory for this church yet. Even though this church suffers, there'll be more glory. There'll be more glory for you. But there's suffering. Get used to suffering. The servant is not above his master. There's a new assurance. When we buy, the Holy Spirit comes to us, he pours his love into us. And when we, we cry, Abba, Father, we cry sometimes... All you can do is just cry out, Father, 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 you know, Father. That's enough. That's enough. I became a Christian when I was 11. I bowed the knee to Jesus. It wasn't until I was 17 that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. In those intervening years, I never had full assurance I was saved. I kept going up to appeals because I wanted to make sure, doubly make sure, But when the Holy Spirit filled me and baptised me in his power and presence, I no longer questioned that I was a child of God. No longer. It was a done deal. And that's a tragedy for many of us, is that we we try to do life without being filled with the Spirit. We don't have that assurance. It's the Spirit of grace, you see. And finally, a new sense of dignity we're fellow heirs and for one who pronounces his H's in the wrong places this is very difficult for me but we're fellow heirs with Jesus John can you see how much you're loved we're devlin I'm naming names today (laughs) there's a status on you because you love Jesus he affords you, he's not ashamed, Nelson, to call you brother. I rest my case.
Now, we got half an hour, 25 minutes, just to enjoy God. So all I'm asking you is just to worship him. And if you can't worship him, ask why not. Why do I keep running away from God? Why do I keep running? You see, God loves you so much. He loves you so much, he'll keep chasing and chasing you till you surrender. Why? Because he loves you. So let's engage.